Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Full of Joy podcast today. Today's guest on the podcast is a human design guide. It's so interesting. You guys are going to love this episode. So yes, we have a human design guide and leadership coach, Erin Claire Jones. I'm sure so many of you already follow her. She's so, so cool. I just love getting to know her in our chat. You guys, like literally, I think your mind's going to be blown at how amazing she is. So Erin shares how she got started with human design and began her journey coaching others. She gives a thorough overview of the types of human design, what you can learn from your human design chart, and how to use human design as a tool for growth. So be sure to stick around until the end of the podcast as Erin shares a special coupon code for for her human design services just for the Full of Joy podcast listeners. So let's jump in. Okay, so can you, I I don't even know where to start because I have so much. <laughs> but first, can you kind of share a little bit of your background on how you got started with human design and with creating it, um, you know, as a business to help serve other people? How did you get started? Mm-hmm. How did you hear about it? Give us all the yeah, background. Totally. I don't think I could have really imagined that I would be doing human design. I had no idea what it was growing up. Um, so I discovered human design in 2015. I had been working at a number of different startups and was always interested in in business and team building and all kinds of things. But I was feeling like at a point in my life where I, I just like wasn't quite sure what to do because I think that a lot of the companies that I was working with didn't feel like super functional. Like it feel like felt like people didn't really know how to work together or really understand each other. And so I was like observing a lot of dysfunction and then I was exploring a lot of different modalities for my own journey on the side. And then I was basically sitting at a gathering in New York where I live and a stranger sat next to me and was like, can I look up your human design? I was like, okay, sure. I had never heard of it before. And he gave me a mini reading on the spot. And it really was like the most resonant information I think I probably ever received. But it was also like incredibly confronting because I was like not loving any of my design. And he ended that conversation by being like, one, you know, this is your design. And then secondly, like, I think that we should work together. And I think that you're meant to do this. And he really just like invited me so directly and immediately into human design. I actually ended up then building a business with him for two years before I launched my own practice in 2018. So it's been a really like wild serendipitous journey. And I think when I first started sharing human design, no one had any idea what I was talking about. It was like such a foreign language. It was like so out there. And it really has only been in the past couple of years that it's just like the awareness of human design has grown so tremendously. Um, so it's been a, it's been a wild journey and it's been like a rocky and perfect one, you know, but I think that I have never discovered a system like human design. Like it is so tactical and grounded and practical in a way that I think we just need. Yes. How interesting that that was literally a total stranger. That's so just crazy. wild. So can you explain a little bit? Um, I don't want to come off as but what like, it is. Yeah. Like, I don't want to come off as, as whatever, take it as what it is, but like, how is it different than um, like yeah. a personality test or Enneagram? Like, how does it differ in what? Yeah. What is it? Totally. So human design is a system based on your exact time, date, and place of birth. And the idea is that it really gives your energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is how you're wired to make decisions and work within teams and cultivate relationships and collaborate and partner in all the things. And more than anything, it just gives us permission to kind of be ourselves and let, like lets us know what our unique roadmap is. Um, it differs from astrology and that it's just like a different system. You know, astrology plays in a human design. It's one, one role of many along with the chakra system 
and the I Ching and the Kabbalah, they all kind of play a role. Um, and then how it differs from like Enneagram or Myers-Briggs or the Strengths Finder is that, you know, human design is not a system that we diagnose ourselves. Like we don't answer questions based on who we think we are and assess in that way. You know, it is based on the exact time, date and place of birth. So the intention of human design is to kind of not only reveal the things that we're conscious of, but all the energetics and all the stuff that's underneath the surface. Um, mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, how it, do you know what you are? So you need to know your time, date, and place of birth. And you can look yours up on erinclairjones.com slash look up or another generator online. Um, and you'll see that it's a crazy looking chart. And it's not like a very intuitive looking thing, but at the very highest level, there are five different types in human design. So if you're going to start anywhere, start with really understanding your type. But then like underneath it are like so many layers. It's really like a lifelong study. Um, but understanding your type and how you're designed to make decisions is probably like the first most important piece to start with. Okay. I feel like maybe it would be best to like dive into mind to kind of go along with the rest of my questions if you're comfortable. Yeah, of course. Just so people know there are five different types in human design, generators, manifestors, projectors directors and manifestors and so we're going to start with you and you correct me if i'm wrong have never heard any of this before right what i'm going to tell you is totally new nothing great okay <laughs> so you guys are really going to get like the most raw you know reaction um and i think one thing i'll just share and i, I mentioned this you know before we started recording is that like human design is a tool. And I think I work with so many skeptics. I work with so many teams. And I think my reminder for people is, you know, take what leaves and feels, take what feels useful and supportive and like leave the rest. You know, this is meant to be a, a tool that really empowers and supports you and not one that limits you or disempowers you in any way. Um, so you're a generator in human design. And so basically what a generator is, these people are like creative builders and doers, the ones that really have the energy and the life force to kind of build, create, and make things happen. An ideal day for you might be one where you kind of wake up in the morning with a full tank of energy. You use up your energy in super satisfying ways throughout the day, and you kind of crash and go to bed like exhausted and then wake up recharged and energized. The more you're doing what you love and what feels exciting, the more energy you have and the more magnetic you become. And so one of your biggest lessons, according to human design, is really learning how to prioritize your own joy and your own excitement. Because when you are like full of joy and lit up and satisfied and excited, it lifts up everyone around you. And so rather than seeing that as a selfish thing, seeing it as like the most important thing that you can do um, and not doing things just because you think you should. And one of your biggest lessons I would say is probably around boundaries because you have such natural energy and life force and vitality. People can really want to like take advantage of it and not like in a malicious way, they just sense your capacity. And so your work is to really kind of maintain those boundaries and know that when you're lit up and excited by an opportunity or relationship, it will benefit everyone. When you're saying yes, just because you think you should, it will benefit no one, you know? And the last piece that I would share, and then I'd love to hear just your thoughts on how this feels to you is that your strategy in human design is about letting things come to you. You are not meant to chase after things and initiate and try to come up with ideas out of thin air. Like you're here to like be magnetic and let things show up in your world that spark you and light you up. And then once you kind of are sparked, then you can go after that thing and make it happen. So you're not really here to chase. You're really just here to magnetize. Mm. How does that all feel to you hearing it all for the first time? Yeah, I definitely feel like I relate to it, but also I feel like I'm in a space right now of like big transformation mm -hmm. and I'm really struggling with self-trust 
Mm. Lately. So it's interesting that you talk about how important boundaries are and like people, other people can sense my capacity, but I feel like I don't even know my own capacity. Like I don't give myself mm-hmm. enough credit. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. And it's, there's another piece, there's another piece of your design. This is beyond type that also speaks to kind of your lessons around like self-esteem because in your design, you have a little bit of a vacillating sense of self-esteem. And I have this too. So I know it deeply, meaning that like some days you might be like, I'm the best. I'm super competent. I'm amazing. And the next day you're like, am I really like, and just really doubting your capacity. And it just vacillates. And like, one of the biggest lessons you're here to learn is that there's nothing to prove. And the minute you're doing something to prove that like you're a good friend or you're a good partner or you're a good podcaster or you're a good influencer, or you're good. Like, it's just not the right thing for you. Like you're just not designed to be driven by that. Whereas like, and we'll talk about this in a second, but like you're very much designed to be driven by your, like your gut and your excitement and your joy and what lights you up. And so one way that I would work with that self-esteem piece is remind yourself that there's nothing to prove, you know, and know that like those vacillations and self-esteem are quite normal. So if there's like that low sense of self-worth instead of being like, oh my God, I've got to do so much to get out of it. It's like, this is normal. Like I'm just going to sit with it and know that like, you know, I, I will come out on the other side feeling like good about myself as well. Like these things can really vacillate. Does that make mm-hmm. sense to you? Do you feel that vacillation? Oh my gosh. Yes. So is there tools in human design that will help me to release that or will that help me just understand that? I think that it's more around how to become, how to work with it. You know, like I think that having those vacillation and self-esteem are normal and like, it's not like those are going to disappear. But I think that like, when you start to observe them with a bit more perspective, then they're also probably going to be a little bit less impactful. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I still have all the vacillations, but I'm also like, this is normal. Like, I just know that like, there's nothing to prove. And like, I'm just going to like ride that wave and, and, and trust myself. So I think that like my guess is when you really start to become aware of those waves and step back a little bit, they're going to feel like a little bit less intense or immersive when you're in them, you know? Um, Mm. but it's also around like, and I'd be curious, like, you know, when I talk about you as a generator here to be like lit up and excited and like doing the things that you love and the things that bring you joy, like, do you feel like that's mostly what guides you? Or do you feel like you're driven by like what you think you should do, what other people want you to do? Like, where do you feel like you are on that? Because I also feel like when you're prioritizing your joy and excitement, you're also probably going to feel your capacity within yourself more Mm -hmm. than anything else. Mm -hmm. Yes. I feel like empowered because I can tell I'm stepping into that. But so with just quickly with my like journey on social media, it really started from a place of like, yeah, kind of needing to prove myself and wanting to just be like everybody else where now I've went through my own inner, inner, you know, self-discovery journey and found my message. So now I'm really stepping into that and like just following it with blind intuition. So I feel like I'm step, maybe stepping into my role as generator. Um, but I can tell I still have those tendencies where I'm like, if no one's doing this, like, I don't, I don't have anyone to like, I don't have an example of this. So like, I have to be my own example. But that's, of course, takes a lot of courage and bravery. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting place Mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. 
And I think that it is so interesting because you also don't know where it's going to take you. It's not this Mm -hmm. like really predictable route. There's not a lot of certainty, but I think it is cultivating that trust in yourself and like so much of your design. And this is again, beyond type is around just being like a way shower for other people. Like when you really kind of trust your own sense of direction and your own sense of self, like you just naturally inspire other people to kind of connect to their own sense of direction and their own sense of self, you know? So like, I would also not underestimate the fact that like you can really empower other people by just like living your own truth. So courageously, you know, like you just doing it has such a ripple effect. Um, and again, like it's, you know, so many generators out there are not prioritizing their joy or their excitement or trusting their own sense of direction. So again, you can be such a model for that and a really, oh, go ahead. Um, do you have any like action steps on how to prioritize that? Or is that just like an inner work thing? Yeah, I think that like for, and so this is going to be true for all generators and manifesting generators. So a lot of what I shared about like the doing, the building, the creating is really similar for manifesting generators. They just have a a little bit of a difference in, they often like having their energy in a lot of things at once and their gift is really moving quite quickly. But I would say for both of these types, really just like taking inventory as often as you can and asking yourself, what are the aspects of my life? What are my relationships, the relationships that like light me up and excite me and energize me and like give me the most life? Can I invest more? energy in those things and create more space for those things and what are the things that feel the most depleting and draining and exhausting and can I let any of those things go Mm. and it's like on a daily basis you know and it doesn't even have to be just related to career it's like doing this thing with like my dog feels amazing you know what I mean like I love seeing this friend like I love doing this thing on the weekend it's like when I do that like there's nothing that makes me like more magnetic and like will makes me like more uplifting to be around you know so again like you prioritizing your joy like actually like pulls so many more opportunities your way wow this feels like clear yeah it feels like this will be a very big lesson in self-worth to me I feel emotional about this, but I I want to, um, so I went and went on the um, website that you share for like the the Jovian archive. And so I see like type strategy, not self inner authority profile definition. What is that? What Mm -hmm. is all that? (laughs) So, oh my gosh, it's endless. So, you know, another really, so one, I would definitely recommend looking at the type and the strategies. So for everyone. So, and again, we talked about generators, manifesting generators, just very quickly. Projectors are the leaders, the guys, the advisors, the teachers, not here to do all the doing. The manifestors are the initiators, the innovators, the ones that are here to kind of get things started and really feel a sense of freedom and autonomy and control and reflectors are really kind of here to be our evaluators, people that are just like moving around, sampling all the possibilities and reflecting back what they see. Um, So in terms of your type as a generator, your strategy is called waiting to respond, which is that kind of magnetism piece that I reference, where you're not really meant to chase after things, you're meant to let things come to you. Your inner authority piece speaks to how you're designed to make decisions. And so for you, you're an emotional decision maker. And it basically means that, you know, you're because you're a generator, you've got a really strong gut feeling. um, And you're probably going to have like an instinctual response to things when they show up in your world. But you're not designed to make big decisions impulsively or in the moment. Clarity for you comes with time. And I would say the best thing that I would recommend for you and decisions is to sleep on it and not to like postpone things indefinitely. I would say, give yourself 24, 48 hours and see if your excitement persists and like, and how you could practice that is like, say your partner asks you like, Hey, like, are you excited about this thing? And you're like, 
I'm like thrilled. You're like, amazing. Ask me again tomorrow, you know? And like, if you're still excited the next day, then go forward with it. You know, I think like where you can get tripped up and I have the same one as you. So I I get tripped up in this often is that like, if you're on an emotional high and you're feeling super excited, you might like say yes and really commit to a lot of things. And you might wake up the next day and realize that you no longer have the energy for that thing. And so for you, like, yes, you've got so much energy to build and create and make things happen. But I would just give yourself a little bit more time at the outset of a decision to really kind of confirm it's the right thing for you. Whereas other people like are meant to be quite spontaneous in their decisions or are meant to talk things out. Like there are lots of different variations, which is why it's so cool to explore this in partnership and with family and teams. Um, but how does that resonate with you? The sleeping on things and feeling into things before committing? Yeah, I was just like, this brings to mind um, just like conflict with my husband. Um, mm. Like I'm in a stage, like I said, where I'm like learning to lean in and I'm learning to like express my emotions, especially when I'm angry or frustrated or whatever it is. And for me, when, when we do have conflict, I feel like I need a second. Like, I don't know how I'm feeling right yet. Like, I don't know how to express it yet. So I want a second where with him, like he knows how he feels right then. And I'm like, I like, don't want to hurt you. So I need a second. So this really validates like, that that's okay that Mm. I am that way. Yeah. And like, and you're going to be so much clearer when you give yourself that time, because I so identify with you. And like, I'll have moments with my partner where like, I'm in the midst of it and I say a thing. And then like two seconds later, I'm like, I disagree with what I said. Like I've always (laughs) in my mind. It's just like, I was like, what if I just give myself some space, you know? So like, I think it's like just waiting for that sense of like coolness and calmness and not like committing or saying things. And then really kind of intense emotional place, because like, it's natural for you to have emotional highs and lows. But I think the key for you is to like, make Make sure you don't make decisions or really communicate really intensely unless it's from like a pretty clear, cool and calm place. Mm. Our definition in human design speaks to how we best process information. And so you're what we call a single definition, which means that you're very independent in your design. Like, even though you need time to feel into things, like it's not like you need to like be around other people's energy all the time to kind of like bring you clarity. Like there's kind of a, a natural wholeness to you. Um, you might even find like being around other people or like having meetings all the time can like really slow you down or get in your way at times. So I think it's just important to feel like you are honoring your independence and that it's like honored by the people around you. I sometimes sense with people like this, or I've experienced with my clients that people can be like a little bit threatened by their independence. They're like, I want you to like need me more, you know? So I think for you, it's just, again, making sure you feel like your independent nature is honored, but it's also being really honored by the people close to you, whether it's your husband or the people that you're working with. Do you feel that independence within yourself? Oh my gosh. Yes. <sighs> I, it's so funny. Cause I was just talking about this, um, with a friend, but I was talking about my marriage and how me and my husband are both like very independent. So with me, like with the conflict, like I was saying, like, I'm learning like which emotions like I need to share with him versus which ones I want to just handle on my own. Totally. So yeah, that's very interesting that I need to honor that independence and like not try to work against it. Yeah. You know, and I think so often like the magic of human design is actually often not about telling us anything we don't know. It just like gives us the language for things we've always felt and never really like allowed ourselves to step into because like you might be partnered or be with somebody who's like a little bit more collaborative. Like they need that to feel whole. And so instead of being like, Oh, I got to like meet them there. It's like, Oh, I'm actually really different. So how can we just like create space for us to be different and let that be really okay. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So when you look at your chart, there are these shapes that are white in your design. And these are what we call your open centers. And they're basically the areas where you are the most open and sensitive and receptive to other people's energy. And they are the areas where you can get the most easily taken off track, but also where you have the most to learn. So that was the one that I shared a little bit about earlier in terms of you like learning that you're not here to prove yourself, even though, even when you feel like a sense of like low self-worth or sense of self-esteem. Another big lesson for you in your design is not being in too much of a hurry. This shadow for you is like really like rushing for everything and like applying a sense of urgency to everything and being really sensitive to other people's stress. And it like shows up as a feeling that like, once I get this thing down, I'll be free from the stress, but like, there's just another thing that will show up. And so I think for you, it's about like slowing down a little bit and asking yourself, like, is this worth hurrying for? Because like when something is worth hurrying for, you can make it happen very quickly. But I think the lesson for you is to not apply a sense of urgency to everything that you do. Holy cow. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Oh my gosh, Aaron, what the heck? That feels so me. I, um, yeah, I absolutely do that with everything that I do, even, um, so over quarantine or over the whole year, I put on a little extra weight. And so like, I've been like really motivated to like get healthy again and start working out and whatever. Um, but even today's day one, <laughs> today's day one of that journey. And even today I was like, maybe I'll do keto. Maybe I'll do this, 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 like maybe I'll go really hard for a week, but it's like, yeah, what is the rush? And like, what's my, why is my, why really just to like lose weight super quick? Like why would, yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very interesting. Yeah. Even with my job, like, um, I, I'm really transitioning into like the self-development space and I'm becoming a mindset coach. And with my coaching programs, I really want to hurry up and get them out. But yeah. like people have waited this long. <laughs> like, why am I just putting that pressure on myself? Totally. And it's the awareness for yourself where it's like the pressure might not disappear. It's really about how I choose to work with it. And like, I just, because again, like how it will show up is you like, will feel this pressure. Like I've got to get the program out. And then like, you'll get the program out. And like, it maybe is not as good as it could have been. And then like, you're under pressure to do another thing. You know, it's just like, it's just kind of this like right. constant pressure. It's not like there's like freedom that's achieved on the other side. So for you, it's just like, okay, I feel the pressure noted. And is this deserving of my like urgency? Because if it is, I will make it happen. But if it's not like, I'm going to just like, make sure I do this in a really sustainable way that really honors my pace and doesn't burn me out or burn the people around me out. Mm. Another big lesson for you. Um, this is a big one. So this is around your communication. And I'd be curious if this feels connected to your self work too, but you know, you'll tell me. So basically you've got an aspect of your design where you're meant to be quite fluid in the way that you express yourself meaning that you might like find you share differently around like different people or in different spaces or in different podcasts. Like you're not somebody who's meant to have like a super consistent voice. you are like, this is how I talk. And this is how I speak. Like it's always changing. Like, and you might find just like different people pull out different parts of you. And I would say the biggest shadow for you is not really feeling like attention will come your way. And so feeling like you need to like say something just to be heard or that you're going to like plan what you're going to say, but then it like doesn't quite come out how you thought it would. And so much of the wisdom for you is like sitting back, like noticing if you feel pressure to speak, but not reacting to it, not planning what you're going to say. Like you're such a powerful communicator when you release control and just trust that when you're invited in to share and it's the right moment, you can say the perfect thing at the perfect time and like blow everyone away. You know, and I'm sure this podcast is such a beautiful playground for that. Um, but my reminder for you is just to like one, give your attention to other people and wait for the right moment rather than kind of speaking from a place of pressure. And as much as you can release control and know that you've got such a gift for saying the perfect thing in the perfect moment. Mm. 
How does that feel to you? I definitely connect to that. Like you said, um, like speaking differently or even like even having different tone of voice and like the things I speak about with different people, I definitely relate to that. Um, And for me, I felt like that came from this limiting belief I have where I believed that I was dumb. So I felt like, you know, whatever I said, it was going to be misinterpreted. Mm. Um, So it's interesting that I could actually use that as like a tool, Mm -hmm. not like a hindrance. Mm -hmm. And you're somebody who's here to be a very powerful communicator, you know, like you're so sensitive in your voice and that like, you know, when you're around certain people, like the right moment comes again, like you can just like say what everyone actually needed to hear. And you're just like tuning into that, you know? So it is kind of giving yourself that space. And this actually really transitions beautifully into the next one in terms of the, like the fear of like not being smart enough um, because you've got this aspect of your design where you're not somebody who's really here to have like super certain fixed opinions about things. You're not somebody who's like, this is what I believe and I can back it up. And like, I know all the details, like for you, the wisdom is your ability to explore lots of different perspectives and like see the layers and nuances of things in a way that most people can't. And I would say the biggest shadow for you is trying to be defensive and feeling like you need to be certain and back up everything you say. And the, and the wisdom for you is like, you know what, like my gift is not my certainty. It's in my uncertainty. It's in my like mental flexibility. It's my ability to like really try on lots of different ideas. And so for you, instead of being in the, like, I've got to just like say what I like, say the one thing it's like, what if I'm just curious and like ask questions instead and trust that my gift is exploring all the possibilities. Oh my goodness, Aaron. How does that feel to you? It feels so me. These are all the things I struggle with. So it's interesting that I was in, like, I'm in tune with these things. Like, I've definitely recognized yeah. these things, but I never recognized them in this way with this structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with mm-hmm. that, like, my husband is very opposite for me. He's very opinionated, and like, I respect yeah. the hell out of him for that. And I've always been like, why, like, why don't I have these strong opinions? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I just feel mm-hmm. so much more open to myself already. And like, I haven't even like worked with you one-on-one. Like, oh my God. I know, I know, I know. And, and it's such a good example. I was just writing, but I was just sharing about this on Instagram this morning of a couple that had a similar thing to what you're sharing where one was very open-minded like you are, like exploring all the possible perspectives. The other partner was meant to be very certain was just like, this is the way that I see it. This is my opinion. And like, it was so interesting because they were just like struggling because they were trying to be more similar than they were. Mm -hmm. And I think that like, they were able to find so much more harmony when they really just like honor the differences, like, you know, honoring that one person had that certainty, the other person had that open-mindedness and like leveraging the differences. So I think that like, I, and I so appreciate you sharing so honestly, because it really is just like, I think it gives people like a sense of permission. It's so validating. Like human design is so validating. It's so confronting. It's both. Um, But again, like it's not about, you know, all this stuff. It actually sounds like you're working through all this stuff actively. It's just giving you a framework to really be like, that is me. And like, this is actually like an area of growth and learning for me. So like I'm right on track in terms of my exploration of it. Yes, that is so interesting. And it makes me wonder for people that aren't um, like fully in a time of like inner work or aren't journaling or aren't like, you know, giving them time to themselves. It makes me wonder if even they also are pretty much in tune with, with these things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it like, you know, it depends. Like I think some people like are just, are just living it. You know what I mean? Like they've just mm-hmm. been like learning these lessons their whole lives. Like 
I think a lot of us have not been living our designs. You know, I think I know for me, before I discovered my design, I was living the opposite of in every possible way, you know, and, and it felt just like such relief. I was like, oh my God, there's another way, you know? So I think it's both. And I think that like, um, but I think that like human design can be so it's not a thing where it's like, you have to go study it for years to use it. It's like, learn the core pieces, learn your type, learn your way of making decisions, like integrate those, like those can be so impactful. There's so much more to dig into, of course, but like even the simplest pieces can be so transformational. Yeah. Can I ask what yours is? Because I feel like as like an entrepreneur and someone who like just creates so much community, like, is there a certain type that that typically is or yeah. And and what are you? Yeah. So I'm a projector in human design. And so it basically means that I'm not really here to be a doer. Like I'm a much better like leader and guide and like manager than I am like a hustler or making things happen. And like so much of the gift of projectors is just being like really deeply sensitive to other people and just like asking the right questions. And I think that like, that's always been my orientation, but I never thought that I could actually like build a business out of that. I was like, I've got to just like do and make things happen and keep up. And like, and so, um, and so like as an entrepreneur being a projector, who's not here to be a doer, like I've always been um, in partnership with somebody else, which I don't think is a requirement, but like my fiance is my business partner. He's a generator. And it's a really amazing combination where it's like, he is so much actually like the entrepreneur and really like doing so many of the, so much of the operations. And I'm just like, my, my like responsibility is being really great at human design, you know? So I've really learned how to just like lean into that and not try to be something I'm not. Um, And also like, you know, knowing as a projector, like I'm here to like honor the ebbs and flows and like, not, you know, just like end the day exhausted, you know, I think really taking rest and building that into my days. been so powerful, but I was spending so much of my life trying to be the doer and making it all happen. Yeah. So going along with that, with your partner and like recognizing what he is and his strengths in it is, um, is like the structure of human design, something where like, I'm almost thinking about like, um, with dating, like with like compatibility tests, like are there certain types that are compatible to work with or be married to or. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so one, I mean, generally projectors and generators or projectors and manifesting generators are really great collaborators in business because they just like are so different, but in like all the ways that are really supportive of each other. Um, but I would say like beyond that, I really think anything's possible. Like I just like don't have a very dogmatic approach to human design. So like, I don't really find it useful in terms of being like, I'm a projector and therefore I can only date this thing. You know, it's yeah. like, I think that I just think that like anything's possible as long as you put effort towards understanding the differences and honoring them. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think like I've dated a lot of projectors in the past, which has been actually very nice because we've been so similar and like, we've been able to kind of really support each other in that, but we're also attracted to difference. So like, I love being with my generative partner, you know, and it, but we had to really like understand that we're so different and magical as long as we don't expect similarity. So it's such a powerful relationship tool, but I think where it can be used best is once you have chemistry with somebody or once you're married or once you're drawn to somebody, then you kind of look and you're like, okay, how can we best support each other? Not like, Mm -hmm. should I date this person? It's more just like, now that I'm into this, how can we actually like use this as a tool to just find more flow in our relationship? Yes. Use it as a tool. That was beautifully said. So this, it was free for me to go figure out my type. So, but obviously there's no way I could figure all that out from 
getting that. So how can I work with you? How can we all work with you to help you or to have you help us understand this? (laughs) Um, So lots of different ways. So one, I I'm Aaron Claire Jones everywhere. I share a lot on Instagram at Aaron Claire Jones. My website is AaronClaireJones.com. A great place to get started is something called your blueprint, which is Mm. um, we're actually just doing an upgrade right now. So it's actually like a 40 to kind of 60 page written analysis of your design. And that sounds really overwhelming, but it really is just like a book on you. It like kind of explores all the key pieces of your design in the most actual way. So you just have this like resource manual to you that you can keep returning to. So it covers all the pieces we talked about today and so much more. Um, and the discount code for that is joy. And you can find that on my website. Um, and then I also offer monthly workshops, really exploring how to use human design to find more flow in our lives. The discount code applies to that as well. Um, and then I also offer private sessions, partnership sessions, team sessions, family sessions. Um, if you want to kind of dig deep and talk through it all. Oh my goodness. I can only imagine like the type of transformation and, and understanding that you can bring to people. I have three pages of notes here. <laughs> this was so exciting and so like eye-opening for me. Is there anything that so you want to leave with um, any advice or um, any thoughts like on human design that you want to leave us with today? Yeah, I think the last piece that I would share is that, you know, whether or not you choose to dig into human design and understand that on a deeper, deeper level, I would just say that like, human design really reminds us that we're all meant to do things differently. Like we're all meant to like partner and build business and market and parent differently. And the more we honor that, like the more flow and success we find. And I find personally, and also now on so many of my clients that like, we just get so tripped up and we try to be a thing that we're not, or it's like, we've got to build a business like them or market like they're doing it or like player like they're doing it. And like, I think human design just gives us like a roadmap that works for us that not only will lead to more success and abundance and um, expansion in our lives, but also allows us to do things in a way that just feels better, you know, mm-hmm. and just feels more sustainable. So I think again, just such a reminder for everyone that like, we're just all meant to do things differently. And the more we honor that, the more flow we find. Mm, yes. I love that advice. So cool to think of it as like a roadmap that works for us, especially if we were to have your blueprint to help and support us too. So thank you so much, Erin. This was so fun getting to know you and, and hear all about this. Thank you for being like an expert on this and then sharing your experience to help us grow. Like, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for being so open.